3: Now, a number of times on this programme we've uh, spoken about what's been happening down on the Fermanagh-Calvin border and we've been referring to Quinn Industrial Holdings. And I I think most people, in terms of the feedback, uh, see the directors of uh, Quinn Industrial Holdings as very courageous and brave people, considering uh, what uh, Kevin Lonnie was put through by a a, a gang who, who... almost killed him and who definitely uh, tortured him. You would have uh, seen interviews with Kevin on TV. I I want to uh, speak to one of the executives, John McCartan, who's available to speak to us. Uh, John, good morning. Good morning. It must be incredibly difficult for you and your colleagues at the top of Quinn Industrial Holdings at
0: this present moment in time. Yeah, well, I suppose we've had a challenged atmosphere to work in for the last four and a half years, a a campaign of intimidation and Defamation and death threats uh, and destruction of our property has been ongoing, and indeed assaults have been ongoing for quite a period of time. So we've sort of gotten used to it as we go. Um, the the um, the intensity of those attacks uh, and that campaign uh, has increased over the years. So. Um, I guess we, we have become somewhat hardened to it, but nobody can be hardened to the sort of depravity of the attack that was perpetrated against Kevin Lunny. And, uh, and you know, we, we couldn't say that it's anything other than been a very difficult situation to work in.
3: How, how difficult is it day to day? When you get up in the morning, when you leave your home, when you're travelling home on a dark evening, how difficult is it for, for you or the, the other t- uh, top people I- in the in, in the group?
0: Well, uh, you know, following the, Kevin's uh, abduction and torture, clearly, you know, the the, the lack of humanity and and empathy uh, that the that those guys showed, um, I guess, it proves to us that there's no level to which they wouldn't stoop. So that does leave you with a lot of concern when you leave the house and your you know your family scatters in all directions. Schools and work has to be gone to, and uh, you you know you you cannot leave your house without having concern for all of that Um, you know these are dark dirty wet evenings uh, along the border here I'm coming home in the in the dark of the evening and uh, always gives you concern it gives me concern when I when I'm away from my home and my family are on their own there Um, but there is there is a marked increase in the presence of PSNI north of the border and Gardaí south of the border, who do, um, who do keep a good watching brief on us.
3: But it must, still must be difficult, a, a creaking window, a car driving past, that, that must make your family fearful.
0: Um, Well, we do have, you know, technology around our homes that allows us to see what's happening and what's moving. Um, We, you know, we do have, as I say, this ever-increased presence of Gardaí and PSNI, so if anything's moving around the house for the most part, it's likely to be those. Uh, So, um, you know, but we are extra vigilant and we are, uh, you know, uh, we we do live in a a state of heightened worry and uh, that's not... Uh, that's not particularly nice for any young family to have to go through.
3: Now, do you get a sense that it's only been taken seriously by the authorities since Kevin was so brutally attacked?
0: Well, definitely, the response that we've got has has massively uh, intensified for the four and a half years. I guess people were, um, you know, defaming us in in conversations, in letters handed around the pubs, uh, a Facebook campaign. Uh, there was incitement to hatred, incitement to violence. There was public meetings held where where uh, our execution was prescribed as a as a proper remedy for us. Um, there were uh, numerous people who who um, threatened us face to face and uh, all of those things did go unchecked for a long period of time and as those as those uh, acts went unchallenged uh, the perpetrators became emboldened up until the point that you see where uh, where people felt that they could do what they did to kevin and um, you know subsequent threats afterwards with photographs and the uh, you know of, of somebody reading the threat out uh, appeared in in newspapers And uh, you know, people put up ugly signage. weren't afraid to be seen handling that signage in the in in broad daylight. Yet the Garvey were afraid to take it down until the dead of the night.
3: Do, Do you get a sense that you're safer now because Cyril McGuinness
0: is dead? Well, certainly Guinness would appear to have been a very substantial link in the chain of command in this campaign against us and indeed a lot of other activity along the border here, so we can only presume um, that there uh, you know that that organization has been weakened. however, we would be fools to presume that the uh, you know that the campaign is dead because uh, the, the objectives of that campaign haven't been met and cannot be met and will never be met um, so those people are likely in their delusion uh, to keep trying to procure this sort of violence against us
3: Why do you think they are doing it? Why are they so keen to unnerve you and the three other main executives in the, in, in the company?
0: Well, you know, obviously from the threats that they've written, um, they they want us out of the company. We need to leave the company and uh, as regards to uh, the wider motive for all that, I suppose it's probably not wise for me to speculate on that and that's really a matter for the Gardaí and the PSNI to establish that and and attach it to somebody.
3: And and of course, the the local priest, he's been feeling threatened as well. He spoke very bravely against a godfather in the midst. We're not going to any reference to who the godfather might be, whether he's living or dead? The reality is if there is a godfather in the midst, you expect that godfather to be challenged, don't you?
0: Yes, well, you know, we have a social contract. We live in a law-abiding society. We keep the rules uh, some of those rules we don't like. Some of those rules we consider to be an infringement on our freedom. But nevertheless, we keep the rules and we pay the tax. And for that social contract, the other side of it is that the state looks after us and makes sure that we can operate uh, within the law and that we can go about our lawful duties without being challenged by criminality. Uh, and, and so so I expect that criminality at every level will be challenged. Do you have meetings about this
3: when, when Quinn Industrial Holdings are trying to do their daily work and pay the wages of men many- hundreds of people in from Anna and Calvin do, do you have ongoing discussion on, on a, almost a daily level about the shadow hanging
0: over you yeah well none of us can ignore what's happening so we we do ha- have to spend some time every day talking about this, discussing it, dealing with it um, and uh, you know both ensuring our safety and trying to bring about the, an, an environment in which we can work in safety for the future. So yes, it does take some time but I mean the world goes on. we have to get about our work. there are jobs to be done, there are um, you know businesses to be ran, there are families to be, uh, to be reared and we have to get on with our work and get on with our lives.
3: Do, do, do you understand that people listening will think you're incredibly courageous? Some may be thinking that it's not worth doing what you do to, to live under the pressure that, that doesn't come across in your voice at all, but would be very evident to anyone who's looking in.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I suppose <coughs> courage uh, comes in many forms and sometimes it comes out of necessity. Uh, and, really when you think about it, like the campaign that's been waged against us, the objectives of that campaign can never be met and will never be met, regardless of what happens. So, while we are now the subject of a threat uh, against us to try and move us from our positions, I fear that if we move from our positions, though, that campaign still would not meet the end it seeks, and we would be blamed for that, so that there would be a vendetta against us. Uh, and I can see no way in which we can get out from under this cloud of intimidation defamation and violence without bringing the perpetrators to heel Uh, and uh, for that reason our resolve has to be to see it through and to beat it rather than to uh, rather than to 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 run away
3: are political parties doing enough to help you
0: um, right now in the Republic of Ireland we have engagement at the very highest level, the Taoiseach calls on a regular basis, the Taoiseach has visited us, the Minister for Justice uh, makes regular calls, regular texts, keeps regular contact with us, Gardaí at the very highest level, the garda commissioner, Assistant Guard of the Commission has met us wants to keep that contact going wants to meet us again uh, so we have engagement at the very highest level. I have to also say that opposition parties uh, have been extremely supportive of us uh, the two main opposition parties and independents uh, right across the political spectrum in the Republic of Ireland have been extremely m- on, much on our side and in our corner uh, in Northern Ireland, Ireland uh, Foster has met us, has uh, helped us uh, as best she can, there is a political vacuum in Northern Ireland I know with the, with the lack of uh, functioning institutions up there, but w- we feel uh, fully supported from, from all communities up there
3: I, I notice you haven't mentioned Sinn Féin
0: Sinn Féin have supported us and Sinn Féin have visited us um, three of their, uh, two of their TDs, uh, a dual candidate, uh, their county councillor, and at their MLA and an MP, uh, all visited us in our head office uh, in a show of solidarity and support. And um, I, my local Sinn Féin TD keeps very regular contact with me. So I, I, you know, I, and I must put my cards on the table. I am a former Fine Gael county councillor, but I, there is there is no want from the political spectrum. Across uh, at any level in this country
3: the, the ordinary Joes and Josephines on the ground are they giving you support? Do they have the courage to stop you in the street and say John we're thinking about you or we're on for you or we're with you we're supporting you?
0: Yes and that has become increased over the last eight weeks or so um, those who you know who sort of stayed out of it and had much to say about it have begun now to uh, you know clap me on the back and say you know Keep keep up the good work and um, I think people understand the danger here, the danger to the jobs, the danger to the economic well-being of the region. People finally see that that is now under threat, that the entire region is really under attack from this stuff and people are getting on board with our efforts to bring it to an end.
3: And have you had any communication, any feedback, any reaction from your former boss, Mr Sean Quinn?
0: Uh, no, I don't have any contact with uh, with Sean at all.
3: Would it be a benefit to have some contact with him, considering he was the person who established that company in the first place? Uh,
0: we had a lot of contact with Sean in the past, and we, uh, you know, we tried every configuration of an arrangement um, to see if we could work together. And um, you know, it, it would appear that in no way that that was possible for us was Sean happy to work with us. So. <clears throat> So, no, um, I'm not so sure that we'd get anything out of that.
3: There was a suggestion from Sean Quinn Jr. that there was an offer to, to meet with you. Was that offer rejected?
0: Well, Sean suggested that uh, he would meet and talk about how we would calm the community down and settle the community. And it's clearly our view that the community is not at war against us. The community have not done anything wrong to us. The community support us. The community is law-abiding and the community does not need to be calmed down. The community didn't kidnap Kevin Lunny and torture him and break his leg. The community didn't punch Kevin in the face and break his nose and throw scalding water in Dara O'Reilly's face. That wasn't a community at work. Um, so I, you know, our suggestion to, to Sean Junior was, uh, with, with the best of will in the world, there's no point in talking to us about this stuff because uh, whatever you know about the people who've done this, you need to talk to the Gardaí and the PSNI.
3: And finally, John, how, how is Kevin today? Because it was great to see him on the BBC program recently <laughs> and on other broadcasts uh, since. But he 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 has to be a man of. Incredible Incredible metal and steel to be to be able to come back from what he was put through.
0: Yeah, well, you know, Kevin is a is a very quiet, uncomplaining man. He has always been understated in his language, and I'm sure people saw that from his description of of what happened to him on Spotlight. Um, his resolve, though, is is particularly impressive, and his uh, determination, his uh, his physical resilience, also to be able to. Um, you know to make to, to make the recovery he has made uh, is extraordinary he has a road ahead of him he has uh, he has a lot of healing yet to do but nevertheless um he is getting on with it and he is uh, seems to be determined to uh, to return to a normal life.
3: John I really appreciate your time this morning um th- thank you for coming on to to speak to us i'm sure people across the country are wishing your company well thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you
3: very much. Let's say uh, John McCartan, who's one of the directors at Quinn Industrial Holdings. Um quite a, an incredible uh, story the, the entire issue that we've covered many times here on the, the programme and uh, shortly we'll be going back to from Anna to talk to uh, Rodney Edwards about this, about the latest moves in relation to uh, what the police and the, the Gardaí uh, are doing regarding the investigation, the ongoing investigation into the trauma that has been visited upon the people working at Quinn Industrial Holdings. The
2: U105 Phone In with Frank Mitchell, sponsored by Connollys of Moy. Order your new sofa for pre-Christmas
1: delivery or choose one with immediate delivery. 0% finance available.
2: Painting the hall, putting up shelves, pruning the garden. There's always a list of jobs that need doing around the house. So there's always a reason to visit the CES Urban Quarry Outlet. The CES Urban Quarry Outlet has everything you need for every job: from tools and accessories to building materials and garden care, with friendly, knowledgeable staff and plenty of free parking make sure a visit to the ces quarry outlet is top of your list the ces urban quarry outlet now open at 163 money ray road castle ray i don't know what
0: to do i mean what about the house i can't afford it all change the locks chuck him out and if he wants to see his kids again he better pay the bills i don't want the kids to see us fighting they're better off without him
3: Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
2: It's you and them now. It is possible to split amicably and work together for the good of everyone. Avoid well-intentioned legal advice from friends. Speak to a family law expert at Wilson Nesbitt today. Search Wilson Nesbitt online for more. This Christmas, the Lidl elves are stocking up on their festive favourites: Favorina chocolate biscuits, 450 gram, only two ninety nine; Favorina chocolate truffles, 250 gram, just one fifty nine; and Prosecco Spumante Magnum for only eleven ninety nine. Any of that for me, lads? Lidl, more for everyone this Christmas. Enjoy alcohol responsibly.
1: Millions of people are missing out by having a current account that doesn't pay them any interest on their hard-earned money. DSB offers interest to all their Plus Account customers for no monthly fee. Plus, you can stop your friends and family missing out by recommending the Plus Account to them. And when they switch, you'll both earn £75. Search online or visit your local branch. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Black Friday again be nice to get something more, more inspiring, more priceless, like sharing special moments on a tropical <laughs> island, or taking in a sunset over a perfect forest. Explore a world of priceless experiences with Emirates special return fares from 431 pounds when you fly from Dublin. Book by the 26th of November, 2019. Fly Emirates, fly better. Prices may be subject to currency fluctuations. Terms, conditions, and fare exclusions apply.
2: Neverland is in crisis. Can Peter Pan stop Captain Hook and the pirate crew with mermaids, crocodiles, and flying
1: children? It'll be an awfully big adventure this Christmas at the Lyric. Tickets are now on sale for Peter Pan the Musical on stage from the 29th of November until the 4th of January. Book at lyrictheatre.co.uk
2: Bally Robert used car centres at Bangor and Mollusk feature a wide range of quality vehicles from £3,500. Our expert technicians perform multi-point checks for each vehicle, so only the very best models go for sale. We constantly monitor our prices and provide warranties for peace of mind with highly competitive finance packages and vehicle part exchange. Check out our selection on ballyrobert.co.uk and request a personalised video and finance quotation. Ballyrobert Bangor and Mollusk, a family business for over 60 years.
3: Good morning in the rain, in the murk, and with the surface water on the roads, extra care is needed. But good morning to you wherever you happen to be. And uh, good morning to Rodney Edwards, who's down in the impartial reporter's uh, office as usual. Uh, uh, Rodney, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Rodney, i have been speaking to John McCartan, and to describe the people who are running Quinn Industrial Holdings as brave people is a bit of a, an understatement. They seem to be more confident now that the PSNI and the guards are going to get to the bottom of this.
1: Yeah, well, we we know there, there were a number of searches that took place on Friday on both sides of the border, both in Fermanagh and Calvin. So homes uh, and commercial properties were searched by police from, from about seven o'clock that morning. So it was a, it was a pretty significant move by police forces um, north and south. There were searches also in Longford, Dublin, and, of course, Derbyshire. And we know that some of the properties belong to convicted criminals and that over 100 officers from the PSNI, Gardaí and Derbyshire police were involved in the operation.
3: During one of those searches, a man called Cyril McGuinness dropped dead he was a central player believed to be, certainly a chief suspect believed to be a central player in all of this
1: Certainly um, his name is is one that has been uttered for many years in relation to the the, the intimidation and harassment that has been uh, faced uh, in that area, not just by Uh, QIH, but the community of of Derry Lynn and Bally Connell and Cavan. And certainly Guinness was was very much seen as as public enemy number one, if you like. Uh, Four police forces on on either side of the border. Uh, He had used the border to his advantage uh, and the policing challenges that it posed uh, for many years. He was involved in smuggling, stealing machinery, it's believed he was also involved in stealing ATMs. And he was known by police in eight different jurisdictions. So when the news came in on on Friday that there was a, a real sense of shock, um, because we had, we we were we had been told, you know, I'd been told uh, privately that that his home uh, was being searched, and then within within a couple of hours, uh, the news emerged that that he had died, and it has been a very strange few days here. Um, it's certainly become part of the conversation in homes and workplaces across Romana. Indeed, it has been. Uh, the talk here for for two months now, ever since the, the savage attack on Kevin Lonnie. And while the main suspect, or the person who believed to be the main suspect, is dead, people here are still aware and fearful that there are other potential suspects who are still alive, who have not yet been taken to task. And I understand even that at least one of the people that police are interested in is a former dissident Republican. And local people here, QIH, Kevin Lunny and his family, they want to see people brought to justice. And there's certainly a feeling here, and you know, you and I have talked about it before, but there's certainly a feeling here of, of, of fear. People are still concerned, you know, local people are are, are anxious not knowing where this incredible uh, story is going to, to turn next. And those employees, over 800 of them are fearful as well because, you know, they have a job to do every day and they have to come and go and they have to go into that office and pass the, the new security cabin that is outside and knowing the pressures that is on everybody in that area.
3: How much of an association did McGuinness, the man who's now dead, have with that actual area of Fermanagh? Because I've, I've read so much about him over the last number of days, and you get, well, he, 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 he did travel, there's just no question about that, and he seemed to have his fingers in, in many uh, gangster-related pies, but how well known was he on the local streets around local towns of Fermanagh?
1: Well, he's not someone that you would have seen very often. You would have heard about him. You know, you would have heard the name Dublin Jimmy uh, is, the, is the nickname that that, uh, that he, he had for many years. I do know that he, he drank in, in, in local pubs in Um He had a home not far from the factories um, in Darylin. He was someone who would have been uh, coming back and forth to Fermanagh um, from uh, you know all over and certainly when he ended up in England it's believed he was there for for some time but he certainly had an affinity with Fermanagh. i believe he still has members of uh, you know his family uh, still to live here and um, so certainly he was somebody who who would have you wouldn't have really seen very often but you would have heard a lot about and you know over the course of many years when there've been all kinds of incidents along the border area incidents that I've I've reported on almost almost all of them. Um you know, you'd be sitting at home on a Thursday night usually and a message would pop up say that there was something going on in Darlin and there was a time there where I was never out of of that area, uh, very late at night, covering some, some unbelievable things, you know, from petrol bomb attacks to vehicles being set on fire uh, there was a bus uh, crashed into the side of one of the factories. There's a jeep um, uh, driven into to the entrance of of another factory and set on fire, and all these incredible scenes. And yet, all of those times, um, Dublin Jimmy's name was was uttered again and again and again. And while there's, you know, from our point of view, there's, we, there's no strong evidence to suggest that uh, that he was involved in in everything. But certainly, um, sources would indicate. And police sources would indicate that he was somebody who was at the top of their list, as somebody who they were very interested in.
3: Has he been laid to rest yet?
1: No, I don't believe he has. And then obviously, because he died in England, that may delay things.
3: But could that be a formal funeral?
1: It may well be. Um, uh, we haven't We haven't heard of any detail yet. We do know, as I said earlier, that he has friends and family here, um, and I suppose we'll just have to wait and see.
3: With regards to the ongoing investigation and the hopes for from the runner from the people who are running uh, Quinn Industrial Holdings for a, a natural conclusion to come from this, where people uh, face face the courts, do, do you think that is likely, or is it one of these things that might fizzle out because the gangsters? Now feel that they are totally in the frame from the PSNI and the guards, and it's very difficult for them to use any shock tactic. Or will they? Will, will the police follow through? And will high, a high-profile court case come as a result of this?
1: Well, I think you're quite right. I mean, just the words "high-profile" and that—that is—that is what the situation now is. It's—it's it's something that is being talked about everywhere, um, and I think the feeling by people here, and I know it's the feeling of of those close to the executives at QIH and their families, is that generally people here, politicians and police forces on both sides of the border are just catching up on what we all knew about. We all knew about the intimidation and harassment for many years, but not a lot was done about it. So there's certainly frustration in, in that regard. Um, and I think that is piling extra pressure on those police forces. And we, you know, you, you, we've we've seen press relate or press statements um, by uh, the heads of, of, of the police uh, on either side of the border. And Drew Harris, the the Garda Commissioner, um, stood before uh, the cameras at the end of last week to say that uh, his force was doing all it could. And it's the same with the PSNI. But there's still that frustration that, you know, there's a focus on what's the police doing in the south, but there's also um, questions for what the PSNI is doing here in the north because a lot of the uh, incidents took place, of course, in Ireland. And people do want to see justice. They do want to see these these. these, these these criminals, the people behind all of this um taken uh to, to task. Um so it, I suppose it remains to be seen. I think there is extra pressure put on everybody and I think they need to deliver. And from from, from uh according to, to police sources there was I think the term was used the treasure trove of, of documents that was discovered at the home of, of Cyril McGuinness. So I think we all just wait. We're all just waiting and seeing uh, what's going to happen next. But there's no doubt about it, Frank. This is an incredible story um, of all kinds of twists and turns. um, And it's one that isn't going to go away anytime soon.
3: Yeah, it is. Sadly, it's the sort of story that if it was a a, a work of fiction, you would believe it to be a work of fiction and and nothing else. It's the sort of thing you see in the movies and you wonder how they make it up. It's it's almost beyond belief for such a small community to have uh, such a cancer within it.
1: It is, and it's having an impact on the community. You know, I... I speak to people every day, friends and family, of course, that are talking about this every day, and it is having a hugely negative uh, impact here. I mean, it's it's a, it's as if there's a dark cloud. Hanging over that area from Anna, and you know if you live or work in that area, that border region, um, this is all that is going on, at, you know, at the moment, and it's very concerning. And I think I've said it before to you, Frank, when I was on the show, um, that there wouldn't have been a lot of police activity along that particular area of the border. It wouldn't have been a regular thing. They would have. They would have. Um, It would have been seen now and again, but certainly since the attack on Kevin Lonnie and the the police, um, the PSNI have increased activity and presence in that region, and that is comforting to to those people who... who, who live there and work there, and, and they do welcome that. But I think just to reiterate, it's going to take more than just a few extra patrols um, for people to sleep content at night.
3: Uh, one final point you Rodney. The, the PSNI they'll be aware that they'd be could be targeted in the area. Are, are any evidence of them being particularly concerned about that? Are they travelling in in heavier equipment, in heavier vehicles in in the in the Fermanagh area?
1: I think obviously, you know, the police would say that they would have to protect their officers and they have to be very cautious when they, they go to areas. And they've also said in the past that there are no, no go areas in Fermanagh. Although, you know, some local people would, would question that given, you know, what I've just said. Um, so certainly, um, in terms of, of of the type of vehicles, I mean, there's just an increase, really. I think is the best way to to sum up. There's there's an increase in um, both smart cars and unmarked cars, and and certainly there's a focus on that border region. Um, you know, I've seen officers uh, standing uh, outside the factories during the day and at night, and there's police stops uh, on the roads leading in and out of Darlin. There's also the same on the other side of the border with, with the guards. So there's certainly... Um, A big focus on that border region to to, to attempt, I suppose, to to prevent any further attacks or incidents um, against QIH or their families.
3: Okay. Uh, Rodney, thank you very much indeed. Uh, You can read Rodney Edwards in the Impartial Reporter, or you can visit the Impartial Reporter uh, website. Uh, This is the U105 phone-in.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?